Well, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. In this episode, we're covering day two of the CRN Pipeline event. We're going to look at some key trends and we're going to look at how sustainability is affecting how businesses operate and behave, especially when it comes to customer acquisition and later on mergers and acquisition. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wine Down. I'm Nick and this is... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you, Nick. Hello. So, Scott, where are we? What are we drinking? We are yet again at the uh, Sheraton Mirage on the Gold Coast. I'm not sure we moved, really. I don't think we did. <laughs> well, maybe just a little bit. But uh, yes, yes, we're here for the uh, CRN um, Pipeline um, event, IT industry event. And um, yes, this is the uh, the day two uh, outcome. It is. So, um, yes, lovely time here. It's still, still sunny. It is. It's still lovely. It's getting a little later in the afternoon, but it is. What are we drinking, Scott? Oh, look. Actually, so, uh, this is a lovely uh, 2017 Mount Adam. It's called The Red. Oh, The Red. So Strangely, nice. after we talked about the catapult and, and yes. creative <laughs> names for things from last time. You've just got The Red. I've got The Red. Okay. Um, having said that, it's a lovely cab, Sav. Yep. It's um, yeah, 24 months in, um, in French oak, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite good. It's a Mount Adam. They're... Um, they're at the upper end of the um, Eden Valley in um, South okay, Australia, yep. so like top end. They're a little sort of far away from everybody else, but um, they get a bit of altitude there, and therefore their their wines sort of take on that little slight difference as a result. It's uh, okay, very nice, cool. So, so let's kick off. I know we say the whole of this is key trends, but there was a session on key trends for managed service providers. Yes, there, so, there so was. Before we start, like, this is a term the whole industry bandies around, the managed service or the managed service provider. Scott, help everyone out. What's the managed service provider? So let's, let's say in, in the old days, mm-hmm. which as far as IT goes could be last Yesterday. Year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you may have had um, a, a, someone inside your organisation doing yep. your IT, setting up your computers, plugging them all in, mm-hmm. helping people when they broke, making sure backups were done, yep. um, plugging all the networking in, fixing the Wi-Fi, switches, uh, all sorts of things. Um, and that, in the old days, that was sort of okay because it was a fairly easy sort of thing to do in some yep. respects oh, a bit of complexity there's always always complexity in IT but it was sort of a known entity um, these days a lot of those uh, skills are becoming very deep very focused very specialized um, to the point where your average business doesn't need a specialist in firewalls for example doesn't need a specialist in um, IT um, well, so it doesn't whole. need them all the time. No, they but need, occasionally does. It's like timeshare. They need yep. to share a little bit of the person when they need to. It's like when you're setting up a firewall for security. You need to get it done and set up properly. Yep. But you don't need that person there, you know, every, every day of every week, just in case you need them. Yeah. Like okay, an electrician. I need a PowerPoint over there and there. I need you to run some wires for the lights, and just hang around for the rest of the year in case I need you. No, so, so this good. this managed service stuff that IT is doing, we're now seeing that a lot in accounting, right? We're seeing accountants offer yes. you a monthly fee for all you can eat. Services yes, yes, I've seen that. We we cover all you like you know, accountants will cover all the standard tax returns and yep. tax guidance and general advice, and of course uh, there'd always be things outside of the general scope. Yep. Um, but this is and this is the whole idea of the managed service provider from IT that the the IT company provides a service that takes care of 
um, a, a portion of or all of your IT. Okay, as a still, all that standard IT is taken care of. You can now focus on your business as a whole. Yep. And moving forward. Okay, so key trends for MSPs. There's, we've got a yes. number here, so let's, we, let's we start, do. start yep. at the top. Remote work. Now, uh, uh, well, I, sh- yep. I should say the, these key trends are not so much trends for the managed service provider themselves, but they are trends that they are having to deal with because the customer is having out to deal with the customer. Okay, okay. that's right. Okay, so, so starting at the top, it used to be when we all worked on premises, yes, that we'd have our servers sitting in a computer room somewhere in our office mm-hmm. and a firewall because we didn't want anybody getting into our servers That's and, right. and all the desktops spoke over a local area network and sometimes access the internet yeah every now and then and, and now we've got the cloud that's shifted and theoretically there's customers out there that have no servers and everything's in the cloud but suddenly covid happened and a bunch of people are now working remotely so whereas it used to be one or two it's now everyone yeah so pe- people went home to work mm-hmm. and a couple of things happened if your infrastructure was still on site, so if, if you had servers um, in your actual business locations, people would then be saying, I need to uh, VPN or virtual private network, like yep. to securely connect from wherever I am into that private, into your you know, private network to be able to access the servers and um, the data and the applications. But if everything's in the so cloud, yeah. well, I should be okay. It, and that's, that's one thing, yeah, but uh, for organisations that had moved their data to the cloud or their applications, they don't have servers on site anymore. Let's say they're using Office 365 or yep. maybe they're using Salesforce, maybe they're using some other SaaS application. That's not physically located in their place of work, so you just access it across the internet. So, but suddenly, if you think from an IT provider point of view, from having all of the infrastructure you look after in a physical location in an office to now having some of it in the cloud, some of it in a physical location, and a whole bunch of it spread into people's homes over sometimes good NBN, yes. sometimes bad ADSL, sometimes dial-up. You know, how hard is that to manage? Oh, look, it's, 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 been, it's been problematic at best, mm-hmm. but in, in, in some cases, if, uh, if you've got a, a corporate-owned laptop assigned to every person, for example, yep. that, that's sort of easy because you've got control of that machine. But we, you know, we found people going home and saying, oh, I need to access this application. Hang on a second. I've got to wait until my preschool kid gets off the computer. Because it's running not, this not running... a corporate-owned computer. No, it's a home right. computer. Yeah. And I'm trying to do some things <laughs> on there. And what sort of antivirus do you have? But what's that? Yep. Uh, oh, oh, no. And what, what game was my child playing before? Oh, this funny thing found on the internet at this website in Russia. Um, oh, okay. That's excellent. Um, and so forth. So there was a, a lot of issue around security. Um, look, And to be fair, a lot of these issues have been dealt with but the, the the trend here is that uh, a lot of this was done quickly to say look we can get people working from home yep. that's all and everybody's either coming back now or they're not well this is the thing you keep saying was and in the past this yes. isn't in the past tense this no is, but this is now this is a continual this is trend the, this is the new state of modern work yep people don't want to come back to the office uh, and it could be that um, for, a, in some cases, temporary things that were put in place to handle remote work are now no longer temporary. They are, well, we did this. Uh, we, even need to, we need to fix it and do it properly because it looks like we're, we're not going to get all those people back onto those machines in the office. Yep. And what are all those machines in the office doing now that have been turned off for the last whatever? And so, uh, let's see, um, uh, Apple recently came up with, um, yeah, thou shalt work from the office at least three days a week. Yep. A Tuesday, a Thursday, and one other day. 
So everyone's saying, look out Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so everyone gets a five-day or a, what's it, a four-day weekend. Um, yeah, but I think um, people do work from home. You know, they're not just... This is, I think this is very much... Yeah, there's a lot of this command and control type management yeah. out there. But as we were talking in the last wind down, the skill shortage is meaning you, you can't be con command and control yeah. management anymore. You know, I've got some interesting thoughts around this because I've, I, I listened a, a bit to what... Um, Elon Musk was saying for the, for Tesla, yep. um, and he's basically said everybody back in the office full time, yep, or don't come back at all. And I thought well, that's a bit rough, but then I thought, what, what's what's driving this? This this isn't just a, I am right there for every boss shall do. Yep. Um, wh why? What what is what is what's happening there? And the concept was Tesla being a very modern, innovative organisation that is sort of breaking every law and boundary for whatever they do. Mm -hmm. That. Those ideas came from the collaboration of everyone working together in a room. There's the whiteboard. They, they ran into a problem. They threw it up and everyone threw thoughts together. And all of a sudden, that, that creative spirit of the rah-rah-rah created potential solutions, as weird as they may be. So, so I don't disagree. And in my area, I work doing that type of innovation all the time. We do that really well remotely. When I worked for Microsoft in 2000... Um, we already then had global teams that never met each other and only caught up virtually and did some amazing work. So I, mm. I think that's more potentially, and I don't know because I don't know yeah. the guy, I think that's more Elon Musk finds he can't be creative without a room of people I don't know. rather than the yeah. business can't be creative. In, in, I don't know whether it's a physical product thing versus a software product thing, a virtual product. Sometimes if you got, like, here is the chassis of a car... And they're pointing to, like, physically, how do we make this well, half the size? That's where or... we start using the metaverse and yeah, do everything in 3D. Yeah, well, but, but that's just it. I don't think we're there yet. No. No. Um, it's, it's a concept of um, I, can see, I can see the ability of everybody coming together physically, looking at things and communicating, and that, I can see that really coming together. But we're not there yet to do that remotely. As much as we'd like to say VR and AR and everything is, well, is coming we're, along. We're getting close. Yeah, we're as getting Nick close. Was saying, it's, we're getting close. So that's remote work, and that's a, yeah. that's a big trend. Anyway, there's, so there's still a lot of things happening in that area, and a lot of, uh, if this is what it's going to look like, maybe we need to clean some stuff up and do it properly and address a few other little bits and pieces. For sure, for sure. What's the next one, Scott? Digital transformation. Digital transformation. All right. This has been, this is, I remember going to an ARN Edge conference and, yes. and Rody Burton, who was working for IBM at the time, yes. coined the term. And, and the term had just started appearing, digital transformation. And oh. I went, what does that mean? <laughs> I think I know what it means now. Um, I hope so, because we do some of it. <laughs> yeah, so, so digital transformation is using technology to transform your business. Correct. It's taking manual processes, taking uh, simple processes, and converting them into software, into programs, applications, yeah. into this automation. Is, this is making your business run as a digital native business. So if you're still printing out dockets or mm. or involved in paper in any way or using spreadsheets to run a part of your business or copying data from one application to another you need to do digital transformation okay. so i will say at this um, at this conference we are we are at um i received one business card yeah i got one, one physical one, yep. cardboard business card everybody else is let me scan your badge or let me do uh the linkedin let me connect barcode. on linkedin using the qr code yeah. that's way better 
Yes, and that's a process that is now online, click, yep. click, and there is no, at the end of the event, there's no longer a bunch of all these bits of paper to take away and yep. work out, now, what was this person doing? Yeah, and who are they, and <laughs> when did I meet them at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning, and all that stuff. That's yeah, right. so, yeah, no, absolutely. So digital transformation is a trend, not just in enterprise, it's a trend in small and medium business as well. Mm. And we're, we're starting to see, and I think as, as business leaders, we've all got to be aware that all of our industries are transforming. They're becoming more efficient. Yeah. They're doing more with less. If you're not, your competitors are. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking as you're speaking there that it, it, the word trend is perhaps a bit light in the way of explaining what it is. It's, it's not that, oh, some people are doing this and some aren't. That, that is true, but I think it is, this is the new way. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's going to go back and say, I don't like this scanning no. QR codes. I really want to go back to paper business oh, it's cards. It's funny. There's been a, a whole thing on social media about yeah, older people not wanting to scan the QR code to see a menu. Oh, yeah. I love scanning the QR code to see a menu because, and it's dark in a restaurant. I can't read the menu anymore. So <laughs> QR code sorts me right out. There is. I went to one restaurant. It was very dark. Um, and I was trying to work out, how do you read the menu yeah, here? The, yeah, I think you can if you're young. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the, I don't know whether the light was... The food was very good. I don't know why they had to turn the lights down so low you couldn't really see it. I, I, I don't but, know. Uh, so, anyway. So digital transformation. Digital, big but, thing, a big thing. And yep. if you're not doing it now, then I'd wonder what... You have to really want to ask yourself why you am I not doing it. You should absolutely be thinking about it, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so there's that. Next one is... And I'm going to change this. We, we, the, what we were told was the shift to cloud. I'd say it's finishing the shift to cloud because mm. everyone started... Everyone's got cloud something, something. somewhere, yeah. even if you don't know that you do. Yeah. Um, I remember many years ago, one of our insurance clients, um, Global, um, they were a global company, we dealt the Australian office, um, and the CIO came to me and said, we've been told by our US parent, we need to start using the cloud. I said, that's brilliant. You know, you, you're actually in our data center. That means you're in the cloud. He says, what, we're there already? This is great. Oh, KPI achieved. Tick. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and it was, that's the whole thing about people don't necessarily always understand that they're probably already in the cloud in one respect. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, 10, 10, 12 years ago, this was a big thing. A very few customers had gone on the journey. Most people yeah. still had servers in their offices. Um, I was there. Uh, we sold the very first copy of Microsoft Office 365 in the Southern Hemisphere. Did, did it come in a box? No, no, it didn't. It came through Telstra, though, and that's a whole other story. Oh. Um, but um, that shift to cloud started then. It's only accelerated. I'm sure most people are using it, but that's certainly uh, one of those things which is just happening that we need to be across. Yeah, so like everybody has got, for example, a, a, a Gmail account or a Hotmail yeah. account. That's a cloud service. Absolutely. It's not a business cloud service necessarily, but it's... But a, if you've got a Facebook account or you've got yeah. Instagram or you've got TikTok or you've got... Those are SaaS applications. Or you've, are you hosting non-fungible tokens on the Ethereum blockchain? You know, there's a... That's a big step away from a Hotmail account. It is a <laughs> step away from the Hotmail account. Okay. But yeah, so the this completing the cloud migration, yes. I suppose. Um, and I think that it also means that for those that migrated early to the cloud and worked out, here's all the issues we had, yep. and in some cases pulled stuff back, and now looking at, okay, how would we really do this knowing what we know? Yeah. Uh, lots of people have learned lots of things. Don't lift and shift. I could, I could go through that. Oh, but... yes. Okay. All right. The next one. 
mergers and acquisitions. Oh, hot topic in the IT industry. I tell you what, there's lots of that going on. So the the, the issue is um, one of it's hard to find a new client that has not engaged, for example, with an MSP or an IT provider somewhere, um, and the only other approach is if you can't find new clients in various market spaces, you either merge with somebody else or you go and attack that market organically. Now, organic growth is fine because it means you're, you're really looking for someone that's unhappy with their current provider and hope that and you can cl- find cloud's that. actually making that harder and harder because Look, it is, you can't yeah. muck up Office 365, right? No, and, and if Microsoft mucks it up and you're, you've got an outage, it's a bit, oh. We've all got an outage. Yeah. It, it was interesting because there's um, another insurance company we did work with, um, like one thing broke one time and they're sort of every 10 minutes. Okay, what's the status update? Where are we up to? What's happening? Who's who's assigned? Who's doing what? Well, And, you know, regular communication, all this sort of stuff. Well, yeah. okay, we're, oh, okay, we're right on top of it followed by a full debrief and yep. uh, a post-incident report afterwards. And, oh, okay. Microsoft something went down one day. And, said, and they're, they're on to us. Come on, what's going on? I said, well, this thing broke in Microsoft. They put out an alert that says it's not working and they're going to fix it. And they oh, oh, that's all right. We can't do much about that. Yeah. They go, really? Yeah, and you can't. You, <laughs> yeah. you're, but it doesn't go down very much. No, um, that, that is true. I mean, they did have a, a reset outage, which was a bit yeah. depressing. But, um, and that happens. But you're right. And it will happen. Nothing is 100%. Yeah. Uh, but the um, well, so you're the, right in, in M&A. One of yeah. the only ways to get customers now, new customers, is to buy another provider. Yeah, if you're looking for services that are more commonly available, like yep. um, managed IT services, yep. it's not a new thing. It's not as if you're doing something that no one else does and everybody says, oh, we need to be in this space, quick. They're the only provider. We must use them. No, there's a, there's a lot of managed service providers out there. So there those wanting to grow more quickly are really faced with, well, we're not going to do it organically because the chances are most people are relatively happy with the current MSP. A lot of the tools and systems we use automate a lot of functions. They tend to work very well, unless you're really bad at relationship management. Yep. Yeah. So it means you go and acquire other providers in order to grow. Now, that's good and it's bad. It's um, You can certainly throw money at anything to achieve a result. Yes. Um, the tricky bit is not so much doing the acquisition. The tricky bit is bringing it all together afterwards and taking two organisations, putting them together into one, yep. merging the culture and working out and trying to make sure that one plus one stays greater than two, as in the original thought. In most cases, it's, it's less than 1.5. two, one, five <laughs> yeah. or so, which means your um, acquisition is usually a bit more expensive than you sort of thought it was. You're trying to acquire customers. Customers um, in smaller businesses, um, smaller MSPs, are usually tied to a relationship with the owner. Yep. If the owner leaves, then all of a sudden, oh, you need to make sure that you've really got that relationship built up yep. and in place. There's, there's always of addressing this, but that M&A activity is very strong. Um, the valuations are going down a little bit at the moment. Yep. Just from a, a, a from the peak of the economy and a whole bunch of interest rates going up, cost of capital, variety of things. But yes, M&A is certainly uh, still a key trend. Cool. Now, the next one. Now, we've done a really, really bad job of naming this, I think, as an industry. <laughs> it should be IT security, but we've decided to call it cyber security. And we've now shortened it, and we call it cyber. So, so in the IT industry, anything to do with security is now called cyber. Yes, and I always keep thinking of the Cylons out of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I think of the Cybermen from Doctor Who. Oh, there you go. There you go. Of course. So, yes. yes. Well, I guess you couldn't really have the, the IT industry men, could you? 
<laughs> It'd be very boring in addition to Doctor Who. But um, Okay, so cyber attacks or yep. IT security attacks are going up. Are going up. We've seen a 300% increase in crime reports. Yep. In that cyber area or this IT um, security and area. you can buy these attacks on the dark web. They're all fully automated. You yeah. can even get it as a managed service. Well, in fact, that's becoming the more popular model now. So what happens is the, the, the hackers, rather than doing all the work themselves, they actually write the tools and they write the systems and they host it as a, as a SaaS application. Uh, it's really um, as a ransomware as a service, RAAS, um, where you go and use these applications and they will take a share of the profits. So you don't, you don't even have to pay anything for this. If you say, I want to go and target this list of clients or these addresses in these spaces. Off it will go. They'll go and they'll agree. They'll say, yep, we'll do that. We'll take, say, 40% of whatever Bitcoin we receive. Yep. And you can have the rest. And they've even got to the point where there's trusted brokers. Now, this is the funny thing. Um, having trusted brokers in yep. an illegal transaction um, that sit in the middle in an escrow sort of scenario that say, we will collect the Bitcoin and disperse it at the end of the transaction according to your desires. Wow. Wow. And there has yeah. been a few of them that have just sort of taken the coin and run, which has also made some people very upset because this was a perfectly good illegal working model. <laughs> I, I think, um, yes, <laughs> there's, there's no honour among thieves. No. Um, but, but I think, yeah, as business owners, yeah, it's it has been for a long time, but it really is now. It's time to take IT security seriously. I was yeah. I was in a um, roundtable just earlier, and uh, with a, a bunch of enterprise people working in the the big end of town in government and in large enterprise, and they were talking about how there's such a demand for IT security. And I was comparing it to the smaller end of town, when actually the push for security comes from us not from the client, mm. yet the responsibility, if there's, a, if there's a breach, if your business was to go down because of a breach, because you hadn't done something to secure your business, the Corporations Act comes along as a director, you could be liable. Well, you, you are actually liable as a director. I don't think to date we've seen a lot of really big stick stuff come up from ASIC yet. I think as per any sort of new thing coming in, they sort of, you know, here it is give you a year to sort of read yep. it and see what happens, then start poking a bit more, then a bit more training, a bit more, and you get the first few events followed by, well, okay, we're going to give you a warning. We know it's yep. new, but that's but that starts building up. Eventually, it's going to be when that first person is thrown in jail, says, you're the director, you're responsible, you didn't do anything, we're doing this under the Corporations Act and tossing you in this cell. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to wake up very quickly. Oh, they will. Yeah. They will. But I think we are actually starting to see a lot of movement now. Um, it's not so much that the... Uh, boards are liable or directors are liable for cyber um, they are now aware that they're liable for cyber we're also seeing now that well how do we do this can we insure against this in case anything goes wrong yeah because yeah we don't know enough about this we can't protect ourselves 100 percent. but the insurance companies are now going well you can insure but you're gonna have to do all this thing to be compliant that's right cyber insurance policies used to be okay look here's one page give us your details and here's a premium of 50 grand a year whatever the magic yep. number is they are getting absolutely slaughtered out there. They there are. are so many claims, and they've, and it's because the cyber insurance companies have not got all that historical data going back a hundred years on what this claims reporting looks like and how to do and things. So, so they're just getting they're doing what actuaries do. They're getting stricter and stricter and stricter. And they're they're moving very quickly. But the good news is the Australian Institute of Company Directors has now added cyber security, IT security to their course for the AICD oh, yes. course, which is amazing because now we're getting directors coming out of that course going, 
Oh, I actually get the ramifications now. Whereas yes. there's a lot, you know, boardrooms are, at least in Australia, traditionally very technology agnostic. They're, they're not the, the, very uh, good at tech. That tech stuff used to report into the CFO somewhere. Yeah. That, and yet now we're actually seeing that IT hat being elevated to board level because it's more strategic. It's digital it, transformation. It's yeah, the shift to the cloud. It's, it's, it's the all thing. of those things. Um, but the thing is, yes, as, um, as you mentioned, you know, the insurance companies are getting more and more detailed in their requirements. Now, show me what you've got. Show me your Microsoft security score. Show me your Essential 8 compliance reporting. Yep. Show me evidence of this. Of the, and these, these things are going on for pages and pages and pages now. But it's not just those guys. It's going to start being your clients and it's going to be your suppliers who are going to start insisting. So right. recently the um, Department of Jobs has reached out to the 400 or so recruitment companies and said, you now need to be Essential 8 compliant. You have to be as secure as us because you have some of our data. That's right. You're only as secure uh, as your weakest link. Yep. And that's the whole thing. So um, we've seen in some scenarios where um, you know, uh, boards are saying cyber, insu uh, cyber insurance policy, look, we don't have half of this stuff, just put no. Yep. And in, in some cases, the premium just skyrockets. In other cases, and this is the worst case, the insurers come back and say, well, no, we're not going to we're insure, going to insure you, you anymore. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than going to another insurer and saying, have you ever been refused insurance? Yes. Okay, that's yeah, red flag. Well, now red we're going to open the one. really difficult book. Now yeah. we start to, yeah. So you, it, people are actually getting told, you've got to do some work here, we need to spend some money and so forth. And the awareness is generating um, actual activities in organisations. So the next one, and we talked about this in the last one, so we're not going to spend a lot of time here, and I'm going to talk about how tech labor shortages affect your businesses rather than our businesses. So I thought that's a good thing. So that's a good thing. Um, there's lots of organizations out there you know, who go, I'll, I'll have an IT guy. Um, and it used to be you could be a, you know, think of it, a 60, 70-person accounting firm, and you could hire an IT guy, and they'd, they'd look after that for you. It's too deep and too complex and too hard, and there's too much of it, and that person's too expensive now is really the answer. Yeah, and look, you... You if they're any good. Um, if, look, if they are good and good in certain areas, they'll get very bored mm. in a single client because there's just not enough to do anymore. Yep. Um, anything that there is to do that's full-time in IT is probably more business operations than it is actual IT. Yep. No, I'd, I'd um, agree. And the problem with IT salaries is they're now skyrocketing. Yep. So if you were doing business operations, all of a sudden, nope, I'm now doing IT. Yeah. <laughs> and off you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, hard to, it's, it, it's hard for organizations to hang on to, um, to key staff in that respect. Yes. And it's hard enough for us. And we do, and like in my team, we do really exciting up-to-date work. And that's really yeah. cool. And still, I get team members poached for double their salary by financial organizations. Yes. But it is what it is. So it's something to look out for. Don't think you'll be able to hire the skills you need in the labor market. Mm. Because if we can't, certainly you're going to struggle. Let alone looking at new projects and all sorts of things. Oh, absolutely. And we, we know from um, digital transformation efforts um, that boards are now opening up and going, yes, we know all about this now. We've learned about it. We think it's good. I can understand how it's going to make us more efficient. Here's a bucket of money. Go make that project happen. There's no project managers. There's no business yep. analysts. <laughs> there aren't. And, there's, and well, these projects are stalling everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And um, um, some of these roles require pretty highly refined communication skills mm. which means it's hard to use offshore stuff to do that too correct cool so and then we finished up on the matter of sustainability now this was an interesting topic it was a um it was a very deep and sort of 
how much does this really apply to me sort of topic? And then once we got into it, so, uh, I think we're in trouble here too. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, to cut to the chase, we're reaching the point where clients won't deal with you unless you have a decent sustainability policy and are doing real things. You can't greenwash, you, and, and that's going to be illegal very soon. So, let's, got, so explain what greenwashing is. Greenwashing is saying, uh, for example, we're going to have no emissions in this company by 2050 and just not mean it. And just not do anything yeah, you, to make you, it happen. Okay, you've got to have the evidence to show, otherwise yes. you're going to get called out. But yep. not only are clients starting to demand that their suppliers are um, have sustainability, heading sustainability metrics, um, but if you're supplying, uh, if you're part of someone else's supply chain, you may need to have that for their sustainability yes. requirements. So it's, it's your clients and potentially your suppliers as well who are driving that but finally and most importantly i think to business owners you're going to find it really really hard to execute uh acquisition of your business is what they were telling us that's true unless you've actually gone and put together well, something around sustainability well if you're going to get acquired by someone that is in a better um esg position or sustainability position then they've clearly got to do a lot of cleanup yep so your valuation may be lower down it goes yeah um, now we talk about esg um esg environmental social and governance it's the new sort of go-to term for the, the modern social view and organizations. Yes. Like, is this a happy, is this a green place? Is this a good organization to work with? What are they doing? Oh, look, they're, they're not using, um, they're not generating a whole bunch of carbon and not doing any offsets. Then they're, they're not going and doing bad things. They're actually taking care of things. There's donations into charities. There's so the big thing is you can't yeah. be profit at all costs anymore. No. Um, the marketplace won't let you. And it's going to hurt you when you come to sell your business yeah. if you're heading yeah. in that direction. Now, we're, we're just starting to see this in the large organizations, like the really big enterprises. Yep. Uh, and it was something like 90-something percent were now talking about ESG guidance in their annual reports. So this will flow down. It'll definitely yep. flow down because as we've seen with the, um, the Essential 8 uh, being um, you can only be as secure as your weakest link, this is going to flow down to the yeah okay we're not the we're not BHP we're doing all this you know um, stuff but and, um, and and not only that it's going to flow down one level but then they're going to have to look at their supply chain level that's right the supply chain and eventually it's going to get to all yeah. of us they can't get a big green tick in a box if all of their suppliers have got a big red cross that's right no so all of this is going to flow right down to the little tiny players down the bottom that are trying to work out. What's ESG? Yes. How do I get a report? What do you mean it costs $20,000 to sign up for an analysis or something? <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not cheap at the moment because it is targeted at the high end of town just yeah. to get initial things but, done. But it'll, it will, it will, it, as everything, it'll it change. It'll down. change and we'll see the trends come down and we'll also see the reporting and the mechanisms flow down into small business. Um, but the issue is going to be start thinking about it now. Start thinking about sustainability. How is it going to affect you? What's going to happen? Yep. No, that's cool. So, so that kind of covers CRN pipeline. So, um, yeah, as we do with all of these, um, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for CRN and the sponsors. So, yes, thanks to all of those. They've done, done an amazing job. It's been a really good event. Um, we've got an awards night tonight, um, but we didn't put in a submission, so we know what our results going to be. So that's always right, awesome. We, we want to give everybody else to go. We we, we do <laughs> we do. Next year we'll change that. Um, but thank you so much for watching. As always, if you do like what you see, please subscribe and give us a like. And if you'd like us to discuss a topic, please leave a message in the comments and we'll get right onto that. So we really appreciate you hanging out with us for this um, and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. -bye.